Welcome to LOA Today. I'm Walt Thiessen. With me today are Louis D'Souza and Anne-Marie Young. This is your Daily Dose of Happy. We are so happy you decided to join us today. Now, I should clarify one point, and that is Louis actually can't be here today. He's off on holiday with his family. That's a pretty cool thing. But we have an even more cool thing because we're going to manifest it now. now I mean, like, right now. <laughs> There's not going to be any waiting here. This is going to be instant manifestation because we have the two people who do the Manifest It Now podcast joining us on the show today. And both of them have been here on the show within the last few weeks. So this is like a return engagement for both of them. This is really exciting. Cassie Parks and Ginny Gain. Hey, ladies. Hi, thanks for having us. Yeah, this is going to be cool. And, And I remember what kind of got it going for me was just thinking about what would it be like to have the Manifest It Now podcast on LOA Today? <laughs> Seriously, yes. that's what got the whole thing started. So You I manifested just, it, Walt. I did. Damn. Just like that. It was cool. <laughs> so, like, when you guys start a show, how, do you have, like, a format? How do you guys get going when you, when you get your show going? Yeah, we have something we do at the beginning of every single show. So let's mm-hmm. do it. Let's do okay. it. Yes. All right. <laughs> Cass, what is exciting in your life? Oh my gosh, so much exciting as always. But uh, the new swim spa might be at the top of the um, the list today. Um, it just got delivered yesterday. We got to watch them crane it in. That was super fun. And so now I have a hot tub and a pool for the winter. For anyone that doesn't know, Cassie loves spas. Now she gets her very <laughs> own. <laughs> I'm kind of surprised it took this long. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Uh, Walt, what are you excited about? Oh, I'm excited about a few things. First and foremost, uh, one of our co-hosts, Alex King, got married over the weekend. So that's oh, really exciting. Yeah. We have we have a second one, Debbie G, who does Fridays with me. She just got engaged to be married within the last week Love or so. Love is in the air. Absolutely. It's really cool. And plus, uh, now I run my wife's gardening service and maintenance business. My wife's now retired and we are just now within like three days of the end of the season, which is really exciting for me. But today I, I, I got like my first taste of it because I got all my work done by 10 a.m. Like, nice. okay, well, what do I do now? Yes. <laughs> there's, 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 you know how that feeling is? The feeling of like, did I, did I forget something? I mean, there's something I'm supposed to be doing right now, isn't it? But no, there is so much room. Yeah. So now I get to really rethink my schedule. So I'm excited about that. So yeah. And Marie, how about you? What's exciting for you right now? What's exciting me? I'm excited about Halloween this weekend, going to do Halloween parties with my children. I'm excited about that. Um, I am excited. I have a weekend away with the girls coming up in a week or two. Um, my best friend's getting married in December and it's been postponed a couple of times and we're going away for a lovely long girl weekend. No children, nice. no husbands, no cleaning. I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm excited to see these lovely ladies on our show today. Absolutely. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> totally agree with that. So we got to move back. How about you, Jen? Yeah, well, it's so funny, Emery. You say your your friend's wedding was postponed, postponed. One of my clients just got married on the weekend, and they had the sign that said, "You know, welcome to our wedding." It had the first date crossed off, and it was like, "Oh, it was just the best." I loved it. <laughs> I love it. 
Um, I'm excited. We are renoing our bathroom. And so it is almost done. We went from having like blue tile 1930 walls to like now fresh, you know, things that feel really good to us. So that's really exciting. That's not just an update. That's a revolution. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's a big update. (laughs) That's great, though. That's exciting. Plus, you get your bathroom back, which is even better. Yeah, it's been interesting. <laughs> we have we've showered outside. We live in Florida, so we've showered outside all summer. Oh, okay. All it's right. been good, but it's nice to get back inside. Well, yeah. I mean, it's starting to get a little bit cooler. Even for Florida, it's starting to get a little bit cooler. So, yeah. A tad. Just a tad. Yeah. Give it a few more months. It'll be more than a tad. It'll be a tad yeah. and a half. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, when we had both these ladies on, uh, first of all, we had wonderful visits with, with each one of you. And you both went away feeling really good, which we like because mm-hmm. this is your daily dose of happy. So when a guest goes away happy, we are happy about that too. Right. But I want to ask each one of you, what was your best takeaway? What did you love the most about your last visit? Ooh, good question, Walt. I definitely walked away feeling uplifted and happy and energized from our conversation. But I liked uh, talking a lot about, do you know that definition that we came up with the for the um what was it the ego or the limit the ego right what that meant Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that was really fun to me just like kind of pulling in different ideas from what you have had and what i shared and then coming to that together that's like co-creation i love that part exactly And, and what we came up with was really a nicely reinvented understanding of the word yeah that was a big portion of our conversation that the ego gets beaten on pretty badly yeah so it's nice to have like a positive side to the ego for exactly, a change. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. What about yeah. you, Kat? Um, <laughs> Jenny got to, I, I came back with like, uh, my, I mean, I love talking about this stuff, but what really I, I enjoyed was sort of getting this fire lit inside of me. Mm-hmm. Nice. You know, we had an amazing listener who said, you know, I, I love you, Cassie, even though your program didn't work for me. And I was like, you didn't do it all the way. And, and I, I get fired up because I know, I know everyone who has finished this year and I give people this opportunity. And so it really gave me this opportunity to go in and figure out some things I want to talk more about in the world, which is what does it mean to actually do the law of attraction, right? Mm-hmm. To finish a program. Because if we keep telling ourselves stories about, oh, that didn't work. No, if you didn't finish, you didn't do the work. Mm-hmm. And so just because I think that's what gets so many people hung up in LOA is they think they're doing it, but then they stop doing it and they go find something else. And most people don't finish one program. And I think they all work if you do them and if you're open. And so for me, it was just this opportunity to be like, okay, how do I even want to show up bigger in the world? And I want to say that. And I want to make that part. You know, I've even thought of like, how I'm going to add that question when I go in other podcasts and have people ask me about that mm-hmm. because um, it's, it's something that really, I get passionate about Jenny heard about it. The night yeah, I love <laughs> we, we talk, you know, and um, because we talk about this stuff together, but I'm very passionate about that because I'm very passionate about the stories we tell ourselves. And if we continually let ourselves off the hook, we don't make ourselves show up for ourselves. We won't show up for ourselves. Boy, is that the truth. Absolutely. Anne-Marie and I both are are quite intimately uh, related with that 
that or, or affiliated perhaps with that uh, particular thought because we're both in the same program. We're in the uh, David Strickles Taya Boot Camp, and uh, um, Emery's actually a recent graduate of it. And the um, the the thing about that that comes to my mind is David likes to remind everybody the work that you do doesn't stop when boot camp stops. Yes. It keeps going after that. Now, of course, what you're talking about is people who don't even finish it, but you know, yeah. even when you finish, it doesn't stop. It keeps going. Yeah. yeah. So I really like that concept too of, I used to use this all the time when people say, what's the best personal training plan? I'm like the one that you do. That's the yes. one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what's the best exercise? The one that you're going to do. Right. The one you love. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, isn't and it, so it's isn't it interesting. Oh, so go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Yeah, it's the same with manifesting stuff. Is like it's the it's the ones that the programs you're gonna work and stick with. And I know Cass is a big, um, really believes in like the one thing at a time. You know. Mm-hmm. So do you know what I mean when I say that? Like you're not doing like you guys are with you're doing the program you're doing right now, and you're fully present with that, and you're all in with that. And I do think that gets the best results. Oh, I agree with that. I mean, mm-hmm. there are some of us in the world who are good at multitasking, but it's a really bad practice. Mm-hmm. Mul- multitasking <laughs> will just, I mean, I'm really good at it. I can be very effective with it, multitasking, but I pay a huge price for it. Right. I pay a price in stress. I pay a price mm-hmm. in vibrational level. Mm-hmm. I pay a price in terms of not getting what I was really looking for manifestation-wise. I, yeah, I can produce stuff. Yeah. I can create stuff physically by doing the multitasking, but I paid the price in other ways too. So I agree with you. And, and statistically speaking, according to what I've seen from the social scientists, most people who try to multitask actually end up taking more time when they multitask than if they did the, the, the task separately. So it's a lose-lose as far as I'm concerned with multitasking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I'm really intrigued though by this whole concept of staying with something Mm -hmm. because I mean, I look at it this way. People talk about how they're trying to manifest something into into their lives, right? They, Mm -hmm. you know, they want more money. They want a better career. They want a better spouse. They want a spouse at all. They want to have, you know, X fill it, fill in the blank with it, whatever it might be. But when things don't go right and they aren't doing the work, like we're talking about there, what do they do? Well, my job got in the way or, you know, the boss gave me a hard time or, you know, the, the, the house is on fire or, you know, there, like, there's like an endless list. They're all external is what I'm saying. They're all these external things mm-hmm. that we blame for either not having what we wanted or not manifesting what we wanted to manifest after we started applying mm-hmm. ourselves. Mm-hmm. We're really good at externalizing everything. It's the internalizing part that we kind of skip over pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And without that internalizing part, what are you going to be? Where are you going to go? What's going to mm-hmm. happen? Yeah. I was really inspired this morning. I was retuned into, I'm putting together a new program launching in February and I was kind of just grasping the essence of it. And when I think about what, why I've been able to be successful and, and let what happens around me. So like let go of those externals and not try to control them so much. It really comes down to knowing I'm responsible for my own life and my own creations. And so if I like to, and I have learned this so many times, like different levels of this, it happened in relationships a lot is like, okay, yeah, I manifested this relationship. And then I'd find myself being like, oh yeah, it's their fault. 
that we're not good or whatever. (laughs) And then, or even the fears coming in of like, well, what if, what if I can't have what I want in the future because of them? And it's just like, no, I always, I can, I'm the one that creates my reality. And so when we're talking about doing the work and following through on that pro on programs, whatever they are, I think sometimes, yeah, it's easy for us to say, oh, work got in the way or come up with a whole bunch of, you know, I don't want to say excuses, but excuses. That's what (laughs) they are. (laughs) We just need to come back to, if we come back to, okay, I am responsible for creating this thing that I want or this experience that I want. And we, we get from there then now we're in such a more powerful place than giving our power to these outside things. And we we're also in that place. Jen, you and I talk about a lot is if we're not, when we come back to it's, it's my responsibility. We're not out there seeking the next thing, seeking the next thing. We're in that place of receiving. If I'm responsible, I'm not going after I'm sitting for at least a second if I'm responsible and waiting for what I want to come to me. So what's the next thing that I need? What's the next thing that's going to help me get to where I want versus going out and, Oh, this thing didn't work. Let me go find this other thing. Yes, You know, my, my friend and co-host Cindy Chavez, um, I'm not sure if she's the one who created this, but she uses the phrase I like best radical responsibility Yeah, because yeah. what it conveys is the idea. Th- it requires a radical change, a big change in your life that you have to make and stay with. It, it, mm-hmm. it kind of like, it, it, it almost like it puts big red lights around it saying, pay attention. This is really important. Mm-hmm. That's the feeling that I get from that phrase, yeah. right? It is foundational. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Cause without that, you're not going to get very far. It's kind of crazy that that has to be radical, like, right? It's so foundational. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yet I it have, is. It is. Um, so I have an, um, it's right next to me. You know, it's my right and my responsibility to create a life I love, mm. you know, because I, like I think that. sometimes even people miss, like it's, it's my right. And, mm-hmm. you know, with that right comes the responsibility to do it. Yes. That's true. Yeah. Well, that goes so good together. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It does go together. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So I, I, I know you guys both have, you, you have your, your own podcast, but you also have your separate programs, your separate coaching mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. When you are working with your clients either directly or when you are interacting with your own audience, what do you find is, is like the most consistent thing that bubbles up to the surface that kind of becomes that excuse we were talking about. It, mm. It's that, that little thing that gets in the way that uh, comes up most often. This is the the go-to when I'm trying to make an excuse for not having done my work. <laughs> mm. You want to go, Cass? I think um, by the time someone gets, I think it's different before you get into my program. And then like, if you're doing it, when people don't stop showing up, I don't know what the excuse is. Mm-hmm. generally because they're not showing up. Right. So, but I do know before they commit or in it's, it's generally, it's generally that they think it's not working. So they go chase something else. Hmm. It's this, and it's, it's this lack of commitment to get through a certain amount of time. You know, it's, Oh, I gave it a week. 
you know, same as like a uh, exercise. Oh, I worked out mm-hmm. for one hour today and like, I don't look the way I want, or I can't go run, you know, 10 miles after I just walked for an hour. So now I'm, you know, it's that same type of a thing that I think is what gets people, um, before they get to the commitment part of my work. Um, that's what gets in their way. I think is just this, this other thing must be better. Oh, this other person said this, this other, like this other person is successful. I should start following them too. And they just Mm -hmm. get too many things and they're not committed to one thing. Yeah. I remember. Kathy, do you think people actually get scared of actually achieving? So I, I don't believe in the fear of success. I believe what that actually is, is the fear of unknown. And I think it's in our brains. It It is primal. Like our brain's job is to keep us safe, which means keep things the same. Mm-hmm. And so when we go after these bigger things, I do think that that, you know, this very primal fear gets in a way. I think we can move through it. And it's one of the reasons commitment is important. Because if we're committing to doing a little bit at a time, and even if we get, you know, scared one day, we come back and we just do then we do it the next day and we do it the next day, we're really changing our brain and lessening that primal response because we're creating safety in that consistency even. Mm-hmm. That's love a that. Yeah. I like that. I love it. We did it. We ahead, did an episode on, um, commitment and like commitment in manifesting. And I think that was really good for people to retune into as like something you get to choose and how it really relates to your manifesting and being able to take that to, to the next level like that. Once you're committed to something, it breaks through kind of underlyingly some of those fears and some of those barriers because you have the commitment. Mm-hmm. That raises an interesting point, though, because I, and I'm, I'm kind of relating this directly to um, interpersonal relationships, particularly primary relationships. But uh, one of the most common complaints that you hear where primary relationships are concerned is one or more of the people involved are unwilling to commit to the relationship or unable to commit to the relationship. I have a lot to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, Jen. <laughs> well, we'll just turn over the mic and we'll sit back for a while. So go ahead. Jen. <laughs> Only because this was like, that was me. And it's so interesting that this ties in to what we were just talking about. So if someone doesn't know their power, like they're not tuned in to their, the knowing that they can create their reality. What is under that fear of commitment is the fear that someone's going to ruin someone else is going to ruin their life or, you know, right. Emery. Yeah. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. Cause you don't want to like commit because if you commit, then you're losing your freedom, which that other person doesn't never has had it's all in you but you have to know that and own that yes before you feel the pull to commit to a person yes that's absolutely yeah. it that, because we don't think that it's inside that's that externalization again mm-hmm. yeah we're really good at blaming outside yeah. <laughs> I'm not, and, and neither the blaming nor the outside yeah. is well we are talking that yes but yeah. i mean we're like we're, we're like masters of it I remember like the first time when Cass was talking about like sticking with one thing, the first time when I was building my business and I had committed, like fully committed to what I was going to be doing, the path I was going to be taking, the different strategies and the work I was going to be doing. 
And I was then, you know, flipping through Instagram or Facebook or something. And you always see those ads. And I was like, Oh, I don't need that. Like, I don't need, you know, and that the feeling that sense of peace when you're seeing something that would have grabbed you before is really reconfirming. It's like, okay, I am committed. And there's the, there's a very strong sense of like powerfulness with that, knowing you're on your path and that that's the right path for you. Yeah. And I, I think that comes so often people seek self-development when they haven't. And I think it's not entirely like their fault. It's not, we're not programmed this or we're not taught this. Right. But they go, Oh yeah, I want that. And so they go get like, Oh, I need that thing on Instagram or that thing on Facebook, this ad instead of getting clear. Cause I've had that same experience because Jenny and I are coaches. So at other people's Instagram feeds, look, I always want, like to look at other people's ads because you know, mine is filled with as for business, your business is bad. This, you know, all of these things. And I'm like, nope, it's great. Keep going. Like <laughs> love to go through and be like, no, I do not have that problem. Yes. My business is awesome. You know? Um, but it's, it's, we want a business, but we're not clear. Right. It's like, oh, I want, I want to make money in my business for using this example. And so we're clicking on that ad and this ad can be anything in the world, right? It just represents that like, oh yeah, I want that. But we don't look at the other, like, oh, what are they teaching you? Do you like to, you know, are they teaching, for example, sales calls or do you love sales calls or do you hate that? Do you want to commit 20 hours of your week to that? But with, it's like people are saying, oh yeah, I want that without looking at the details of how you're going to get that. And if we get clear in ourselves first before we go seek anything outside, but I think then we're more successful, but I think we're kind of taught to go seek it outside of ourselves just to go get the thing versus to get clarity on, okay, what do we really want? What is, what do I want it to look like? Not just, I want money for my business, but what else do I want to be true? Mm-hmm. So let's follow that theme for a minute because I think yeah. it's a really important one that I'm going to call it the theme of following your passion. Yeah. And the first step, the one that trips more people up than anything else is, I don't know what my passion is. Yeah. Um, so is the question like, do you follow your passion? That's a great question. Yeah. I mean, the question I guess I'm asking is, how do you help somebody who doesn't even know what their passion is? Ask them what they want and what do they really want? Like, and I don't think it has to be tied to passion. Uh, this thing... I think we, and I very often think we can't uncover our passion until we've done a certain amount of work, until we're clear about what we want. Then we can see, oh, I'm passionate about this and be pulled in this way. I also didn't think we have to follow all of our passions, but we've gotten this message about follow your passion, follow your passion so often that sometimes what somebody's passionate about that's not what they want to have a business. They just want to enjoy it to enjoy it. But then we're sort of pushed into, oh, if you're passionate about it, make a business about it if you want money um, versus follow, you know, following the feel good and getting really clear about the life that we want instead of the thing that we want. Mm-hmm. The feel good. I like that phrase right there. Because oh. when you when you basically open it up, that's what I consider that to be. That's opening it up to a wider range of possibilities. Because mm-hmm. there may be something that I'm passionate about, but there are probably 25 other things that I feel good about. Yes. I may not be passionate about them, but I still feel good about them. Yeah. So now if I'm rephrasing the question, well, what do I want to do that I feel good about? That's a much broader question. It has yeah. a lot more possibilities to it. In the 
that answers that all those possibilities have a lot more possibilities, mm. you know, because it's about feeling good. And then you're following that. I mean, just that's not, that's LOA, right? Yes. Being at what you want. And then you're going to get more of what you want. Yeah. Exactly. It, well, that, it also, oh, go ahead. That's really creating from the inside out versus like yes. trying to define what this external thing that you are passionate about Go, go feel good. Like you're talking about and the passionate part or experience will be revealed to you. It will be delivered to you. Like you'll, you'll attract those experiences. Um, and I loved what Cass said about doing some work before you can access what those deeper things are, because I say it in the way, same thing, but I say it in the way of, we are, there's something unique within us, like ready and waiting to be expressed to the world. And that's where we get our sense of fulfillment. But oftentimes we have to first like trust ourselves and know, know our value. And so that's a lot of that elementary work before then we can even see or hear the whispers about, Hey, go this path. And that's going to create that fulfillment for you. Yes. Really good. I like that a lot. The other thing that I, that gets in the way of sort of this finding passion is that people are too in the habit of saying yes and doing things they don't like. Yes. So you're creating more of that, right? When that's what Mm -hmm. you do all day, that's what you're creating. There's no way for you to see what you're passionate about because you're not inviting what feels good in to have more of what feels good. I think there's another factor too that's really helpful. And I think it needs to come after you've done the foundational work that you ladies have talked about here. Because I think the foundational work absolutely has to come first. But the other factor is try things. So often we try to figure it out in our heads. Oh, if I can just think of just the right thing, I will find something I really like. Yeah. As opposed to just try something. You 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 don't have to try it for more than a minute. Just try it. Just see what happens, you know? Yes. You get so much experience in experiencing things. And sometimes we're just so like, oh, the, I've got to get it perfect. Right. You can't choose the wrong thing. But like, You only get in, one shot at this thing. Yeah. <laughs> it, it really shows how we're like, try, we're taking these actions to try to like get to the place or get the thing that we're not even doing it for the experience, yes. which is the whole yeah. point anyways. Yes, exactly. That is the whole point. That's what they, that's what Abraham talks about when they talk about enjoying the journey or, or loving the journey, appreciating the journey. Mm -hmm. The, the, the appreciating the journey part isn't about appreciating the part you don't like. It's about finding the part you do like and then living it and loving it and enjoying it. So trying things for just, just for the experience of trying it, you'll get clarity. You'll have, ideas, feelings, things come to you. The more experience we have, the more information we have about what feels good to us. Exactly right. That's how I found out that I like doing podcasting. Yeah. If I had tried to sit down, actually, I did try to do this and I ended up putting off the whole thing for six months. But if I just tried to sit down and kind of think my way into whether or not I would enjoy doing podcasts, I wouldn't have gotten going on doing the podcasts. Exactly. That's a perfect example. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Boy, am I glad that I gave it a shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even though it didn't work the first few times. The first mm-hmm. one, we lost the first 20 uh. minutes. The second one had huge distortion. The <gasps> third one, my guest was missing. I mean, it was just like one catastrophe after another, but <laughs> it didn't, it didn't matter. 
that because is so I, fun. I could tell that I was enjoying it. Even I was even in the midst of all the crises, I was still enjoying it. That is so such a good point, right? Even in the midst of when it doesn't look perfect or isn't ideal what you would choose and you love it, like that's a hint. Mm -hmm. But so often we're even in, I find this with people who've studied LOA that, oh, that's a sign I shouldn't be doing it. I'm like, no, that's, (laughs) that is you coming into it and realizing I still want to do it even if it was hard or uncomfortable this one time. There was recognizing that thing that I love that I want more of. Yes. I'm going to quote my friend Cindy again. She calls that stuff driftwood. Mm-hmm. The stuff that shows up as you're getting going on something and it's not really what you're looking for and it's obviously you know, a piece of ship that broke off and it's floating in the water and you think, oh, well, geez, I'm going in the wrong direction. But you forget, driftwood only occurs within a few miles of shore. The driftwood means you, the shoreline is just about to show up on the horizon. Yes. Just got to look at it differently. Yeah. yeah. Really, really big difference. So, okay. So this is good stuff. Let's, let's go back to what you guys do in the podcast that we know that you start off by finding out what's, what the really exciting things going on in your lives are. Mm-hmm. What else do you do? We talk. We talk. We, talk. <laughs> we pick oh a topic. There's an intro, so, there's an ending, and then fill in the middle. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> um, we're we're going, uh, we're going to come out with seasons that have a more structure um, starting in January. But up until this point, um, and we've we've not been weekly for about a month, which is new for us. So weird. Um, yeah. <laughs> but our process, I think the process before the show is something that your listeners would like to hear because Ooh. what we would do, cause we would go, okay, what do you want to talk about? And we might've text each other, um, you know, during the week, Hey, I, I want to talk about, I don't know, running into a wall or whatever. <laughs> this will remind me, you know, like <laughs> we get these like random, yeah. random text messages that I'm like, <laughs> Because that's nothing to do with the fact that Jenny has a wall behind her on the video, right? right? That's just irrelevant. <laughs> and, and so we remember, but we come together. We are so, I think what makes us unique and what makes our show unique and awesome is that both we have, we came from learning different ways. And so we can talk about different things in different ways in real life application. But, you know, so before the show, we would get on, we would catch up about our lives and then we go, it oh, takes no. like an hour and 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All of our fun manifesting and laughing and telling our stories. And then we'd say, okay, oh, man, we got to start recording. So in the next, you know, five minutes, we'd be like, okay, what do you want to talk about today? And for us, we'd really throw out just the topic until it both clicks and we're both like, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'd say, Oh, I really want to talk about this. But if it's a not feeling it for Jenny, we let it go. If Jenny has one, she's like, Oh, I really, I'm like, eh, I don't want to talk about that today. We throw it right. We really mm-hmm. practice this even in the creation of our show. And so then we might pick like, I mean, commitment, talking about the commitment show. Okay. What is commitment? And then sometimes we'll go through, okay, is there any points we want to hit? Like in that show, we really talked about inspired commitment, you know, because mm-hmm. I think there are commitments that are inspired being committed to yourself, you know, and the different ways that commitment shows up and how it affects manifesting and how you can do it better. Um, and then we kind of just, we hit record, talk about what we're excited about and we just go for it. And we go back and forth with each other really like we're doing now, like, okay, well, what do you think about, 
this? How would you explain it, Jenny? Great. How would you explain it? You know, how do I explain it? What's different? And then, you know, if we're like, oh, we, I bet a listener has this question. I would ask that. I'd say, oh, Jen, what do you think if somebody says, oh, but this is really hard, you know, or something. And then we go into that and, you know, we just talk and then a half an hour goes by and we're like, all right, we'll see you guys next week. Go be awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that. It's a good ending too. Go be awesome. That's really good. Yeah. <laughs> it, that ending is, uh, it's been an evolution. It's recorded now. But yeah. uh, in the beginning, this is such a <laughs> a good example of multiple stories, right? So in the beginning, we would try really hard. We used to say it together. We'd be like, one, two, and we'd go be awesome. And we'd try to <laughs> time it. We'd never get it right. We would never get it right. <laughs> we stressed some of our listeners out. And I'm like, what do you mean we're not nailing it? And later, I'm like, oh, there's a delay. So even if I think I'm saying right. it with Jenny, I'm not. Right. So we recorded it, but it was super funny because some of our listeners thought it was hilarious and it was like their weekly laugh and it would stress others out. They're like, I'm always like, are they going to get it? (laughs) (laughs) So now that's part of the recording at the end. (laughs) You took away the cliffhanger. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I do love like how on our show we, it's really important for us to, to like has said, practice what we're preaching in terms of it's the energy we take into a show. So like when we're coming up, if we don't, we, there have been times when we don't find something that clicks. Mm. And so we're like, okay, we'll record next week. And sometimes it's like this and we're like, yes. And it's like right away. And then we can go into it. And sometimes it's like back and forth and we're like, mm, mm, mm. okay, <laughs> not, not, not today. And so, because that's exactly what we, like it is the vibration you're in. We're going to communicate more through the energy that we're in, in an episode than the words we're saying. The words are helpful, but sure. it's what's coming through. Yeah. yeah. Another big topic that came through when I interviewed the two of you was that you come in a sense from different philosophical planes. I think Cassie, mm-hmm. you described it, that you come more from the scientific side. Jenny, you come more from the spiritual side. Yeah. And I'm curious to know how that has played out in the show. Like, where do you, so from, from your perspective, so where do you fun. see it come out the most often? <laughs> yeah. My favorite, Cass, my favorites are like when I, you're like, oh, yeah, I don't believe that. And then I'm like, no, I don't agree with that. <laughs> and then, but we always, we usually, I think 99% mm-hmm. of the time, yeah. come back around and find the same perspective, just different yeah. pathways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And so that's, that's one of the things we do. Oh, go ahead. No, no. One of the things we do well is we're, we're not afraid to say like, oh, I, like I do remember earlier, like, I don't believe that. Like (laughs) that story isn't true for me, you know? And, um, same with Jenny, like no. And, but, but being able to then go through and, okay, so what are you really saying? What are we saying? What do we mean? And are we saying what we mean? And then figuring out where we come to. And not because we need to have an agreement, because we also believe, you know, in everything in manifesting is powerful. Our words are powerful. Mm -hmm. The experiences that are building those words, all of those things are coming through. And so we want clarity on all of them. And we really, I think, model that very well. That's a great thing to do too, because what you're really doing there is you're, you're, you're acknowledging that, yes, this is my camp here. This is the way I understand things. This is my foundation, but I know I don't have all the answers and there's some cool stuff over in that camp. I want to find out what's in that camp. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean I'm going to take it all on board, but I want to see what's there. And then once you see what's there, then you say, well, yeah, that was actually part of my camp. I just didn't realize it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I- 
think part of our job as hosts too is like presenting informations and not and Cass and I are really good too at not claiming that what we are sharing is right. Like mm. it it's so important for it's right for a lot of people, but you are the one, the listener is the one that has to really take that in and say, okay, what's right for me now? Because that's what this is all about. Leveraging mm-hmm. law of attraction is about finding your own alignment with your own path and your own truths and all of that. And so it's great to be able to present different ways to see things or ideas about it. Yeah. There's a lot of times, a lot of shows where you'll find us, I'll say, don't listen to what Jenny and I said, but this show is about go find your definition of this. Go find your belief about this. Maybe it lines up with ours. Maybe it doesn't, but go choose for yourself because that impacts how you manifest. It impacts what comes next. It impacts the stories you tell. Your trust in yourself. Mm-hmm. That's very good. Yes. Yeah. Now, it, now, I have to admit, there's also an entertainment side to it because if you guys disagree, <laughs> that's going to be entertaining, right? That's polarity <laughs> going on right there. <laughs> I think maybe one of the most entertaining things about our show is that Cassie still can't say my name. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, we've been doing it for seven years. We practice in person and we just can't hear. She can't hear the difference. I can't. Must be the Colorado accent I've heard. Like, (laughs) that I, I don't hear it. I love it. I love it. Externalizing. That's great. It's really good. Yeah. <laughs> it's got to be the Colorado accent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm okay with, yeah. Cause I don't, I mean, I don't even need that. That was actually Jenny said that it's, it's your accent. Like that doesn't hear it, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think we don't, I, I think our show is entertaining, but I think it's the opposite of entertaining because of the polarity. It's entertaining because we laugh probably through 80% of the (laughs) show, you know? Um, And I think, so in that case, I think we give something different to the world. Like we don't have to kind of duke it out to have this entertainment. We get to playfully and, and own what we say. And I, what I love about when we don't necessarily agree is that we get to model owning what we believe and how that's true for us and how, and owning how that plays out for our life and how it supports our manifesting and our journey and what we want. That's one of the biggest questions I'll get from people. It's like, okay, how do I own my truth in this world or with my family or with my friends or with these people who believe so different than me? How can I stay in my space And, you know, how can I believe that the world is good and it's on the right path while everyone's only talking about their problems and their challenges? Like, how do I navigate that? (laughs) Mm, It's a good question, too. Yeah. It's a really good question. Yeah. So it's um, being the example of that in in when we do kind of have different opinions is a great opportunity to have exposure to that for, for people, too. Yeah. It's something that Dan Marie and I are actually quite familiar with from the Tire Group because one of the things that really heavily gets inf- um, emphasized rather within the Tire practice is the idea of appreciating things that you don't normally feel like you want to appreciate. Mm. Things that you consider to be negative, consider things that you consider yeah. to be wrong or not desirable or whatever, and finding ways to, to um, first uh, forgive and then later on to accept and then finally to appreciate. Because when you can climb that scale, then all of a sudden you have what David calls the source perspective. And right. from the source perspective, everything's great. There's right. no such thing as anything being wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. That's right. There's no judgment. It's just 
what you what how you perceive it but yeah it's, it's sometimes it's difficult to do that but yeah it works doesn't it It just kind of diffuses the whole thing then and makes it a positive and no longer an issue yeah how do you guys feel about kind of um I, I'm going to use the word forcing, but it's not what I mean, but like forcing that process. I don't think we really force it. I, I mean, I won't speak for Amory on that one, but I don't think we really force it. To to walk that, to choose that process. Does it feel good? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what? I, I, found, I found it recently because I have what we call a spin out. So, so like things are really good and then suddenly things go, you have polarity and it goes a bit mucky and um it was so powerful to know that i've created this yes i'm gonna appreciate it and find that good bit in it and know that i'm gonna get something from this and then just let it fly by whereas rather than sinking and sitting i think in in that situation is a much more uncomfortable situation it's much more uncomfortable feeling i think so yeah it was for me i felt really empowered the fact that yeah i've done this I can get myself out of it quite easy. That's awesome. Yeah. That powerful feeling. Yeah. We got the power. Got the power. We got the power. And, and I think that's why I said that we don't really end up having to feel like we're forcing it because I don't, I, again, I'll speak for myself on this one, but as I have moved through the course, I'm actually like three quarters of the way through the course. I have to get going and get the last bit done. But as I've been working through it, I have been doing what's called for in the modules and, you know, they have a weekly group session and so forth and occasional meetings with coaches and so forth. And as I've been going through all that, I've just been doing it. And mm-hmm. then as a byproduct, I'm finding that what David's been teaching has just kind of happened. Like that's, I just kind of, I just kind of sit back. Yeah. yeah. It's not, I, I don't have to focus on trying to be more appreciative. I just start being more appreciative. Yes. Talk mm-hmm. about doing the work full yeah, circle. Yeah, because you've right? been committed to doing the work, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and showing up and doing it. Yeah. Exactly. I yeah, love just... that analogy for how manifesting works. Like when we show up and we do the work consistently, the manifestations are like a byproduct or yes. the, the shifts are a by, like we don't really realize they're happening, but they're happening. Yeah. Now that's the other question that's a, an interesting one from my perspective. And I'm really curious to see what you two say about this and Emory too. Very often I find that we have a tendency to overlook manifestations, which is part of the way we're constructed as human beings. I mean, we have uh, brains that have a limited amount of ability to focus. Uh, our, our wider being, our, our non-physical being, is, has much more brain power, so to speak. It has more, much more processing power than we have in our brain. So we can only do a little bit at a time. And as a result of that, we can skip manifestations, like e- even big ones. But we skip a lot of them and we we fail to notice that they're coming. We fail to notice that they show up. And most importantly, we fail to celebrate them as a result. And so well, I'm, I'm just curious to know. That's why having a coach helps. Well, it does. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, hey, remember when you said that two weeks ago? Look at yeah. And they're right. like, oh, you're right. I did say that. that. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> yeah. But to me, that's it, like the, the biggest thing. You, you need to have at least some presence of mind to pay attention for when stuff shows up and say, Hey, stuff just showed up. Mm-hmm. Something just happened. That was really cool. That happened with Louise and I the other day, we went out, uh, we were going dryer shopping and all the traffic was clearing out of the way. We didn't put out any intention about clearing the traffic. The, cl- the traffic just moved out of the way the entire trip. I was like, this is really great. 
<laughs> we saw it, you know. <laughs> I think but the point is, really, we noticed it. Yeah, a really natural thing as your as your awareness in general develops. Yes, you, that's true. You, you do begin to uh, observe more and more of those and notice them, but I do think there has to be that, like, when you're committed to the work, you're con- you, and you're committed to showing up, and your your awareness develops as a byproduct and then you naturally see more and more of those things but that intention has to be there you know because i when when i first when i i'll think about this when i first started like law of attraction and i'm still just trying to navigate my way around it and i used to things used to trap and i go just coincidence just coincidence coincidence, yes yeah (laughs) and then sort of now it's just like yeah go me I've done that but at the beginning I just could not accept that it actually happened I had to kind of justify it with yeah that wasn't me and of course it was yes yes does that require coaching a lot actually like accepting that yeah and choosing that, being able mm-hmm. to make that decision that you can choose, like I was a part of it, choose to mm-hmm. choose how you're seeing what's showing up. Yeah. Because I do think a large portion of this is the recognition part. And the recognition part is uh, when I was referring to the limitations of the human brain, I think I was thinking more about the RAS, the, you know, the, the part that does the filtering of all the data that comes in. Cass, um, that's you. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, Cass, I'll, I'll direct it at you. I mean, you know as well as I do. It, it, it filters it way, way down. I mean, it filters it to the point where literally whatever we have most paid attention to lately, that's what's going to be allowed through, and everything else is going to be blocked. It's not even going to be noticed. Mm-hmm. Um, but as both of you were kind of, of talking about both directly and direct and indirectly, when we get ourselves into that higher place of expectation, which is really a higher vibe space, there's something about that, and I haven't been able to figure out what that is, that just makes it easier to notice things. Do you, do you have any thoughts about that? You're looking for them. Okay. Like, so what most people don't realize is when they've, you know, when you're in the habit of seeing what you're seeing, let's say it's things you don't necessarily want, um, you're also... You, there's a lot that goes on, but you've trained yourself to see those things. You've trained yourself to see the line instead of the cars parting. You, you've trained yourself to see and put the energy on that stuff. Um, and so when you, even when you just say like, Oh, I'm going to look for this, or you decide to have an evidence log, or I'm, I'm going to manifest this. I'm going to write stuff down. I'm going to pay attention. You're telling your brain to pay attention to those things. And so it can start to fill, bring those in. Um, and it's just a matter of a lot of times, even just saying, okay, I'm going to look for the good things, right? Just whether it's the, even, you know, going back to whether you're looking for blue cars or butterflies or something like that, it's what you're intentionally looking for instead of this default, which has been happening. Mm. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe, maybe it is just the fact that you're looking for something. Cause I know I have increased my ability and willingness to look for what I prefer, what I like, what feels good to me. So maybe that's all it is. It's that simple. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's one of the biggest difference between manifest, like people, everyone walking around the world and then conscious manifestors is like, we're being intentional about what we're looking for, what we're choosing to observe. And therefore we can see more of what we're looking for. Mm. Yes. 
I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> and I certainly find that I'm more in the moment, whereas before I just used to be get it done, let's go. And now, now I find I'm more in the moment, so I am observing more. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing. The more, I mean, it goes hand in hand, whether you focus on being present, when you start to do any manifesting work, I think you become more present yeah. generally. Some Sometimes not. I did some, you know, of a client that were really working on this layers of presence, but, um, when you become more present, you can see those things because the part of the reason you also miss them is because there's 1400 thoughts in your mind that aren't about this moment. So you're missing the butterfly, right? Because you're thinking about, I don't know, Christmas and you and know, how to do it, how, <laughs> how to get to what you it. want. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. How to get what you want, which is the biggest one. Like the difference that a lot of people, if they would just make the shift from thinking about manifesting to like being in the present and looking for what they've manifested that right there opens huge doors. Just do that. Like anything away. That's that's awesome. I just made this post this morning on Instagram about like doing and being and that summarized it just like be, be the manifester. Now look for what you've manifested right now and, and forget about how to get to the next place. In my experience, I think that I, I have identified that there is a transition that happens over a long period of time that it's almost like there is a needle and the needle has two extremes. At one extreme, I'm noticing nothing. At the other extreme, I'm noticing everything. And the needle has slowly been moving over time toward everything and away from nothing. It's getting closer and closer and closer. And the more that it moves along, the more stuff that I notice. So it just seems like I'm experiencing more and more stuff manifesting, more and more things. They've been manifesting all along. I just wasn't noticing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that. Go ahead. That, that, that was it. That was the whole thought. That I, I, I think it just feels like there's. It, it, mm-hmm. It's almost like my my internal being connection is opening up more, or or how, I'm not sure how to say it, but for whatever reason, the increase happens over time. The increase of noticing happens over time, which I think is tied into that being in the now thing that you're talking about. Because like you said, Cassie, there are levels to that. There, there are layers mm-hmm. to being in the now. You, you can be in the now or you can be in the now or you can be in the now. I mean, they're really, they're, <laughs> yeah. it, 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 there are like lots of different ways you can be very, very focused and then even more focused and even more focused on what's going on right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, oof. Yeah. And when that needle moves, I mean, it's just so fun. And when we put awareness, I mean, for anyone who's listening, I think the best thing to do is for yourself, if you want to open up the space that I found is just set an alarm on your phone. You know, I've loved, I'm going through a certain part of my program um, where you turn up paying attention. And so I've set an alarm on my calendar and when it shows up, like, you know, even if it were to, it doesn't go off during this time, but if it did, like I would find when I walk away from this interview about 15 minutes later, I'd be like, oh yeah, money showed up here, 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 and here in the last 24 hours, you know, and it's just giving yourself that opportunity to remember and to pay attention. Hmm. Do you it's think, oh, go ahead. do you guys think that our capacity to receive these things increases as the needle moves? Yes. Yes, no doubt in my mind whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's it's LOA, right? Yeah. The more you have of it, the more you can receive it and experience it. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. definitely what happens. Um, 
where was I going? I had a, a, a question coming out of that, and I don't remember what the question was. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. The next one's coming along. It's like the buses, right? You know, you miss that bus. That's okay. There's another bus coming. Don't worry. He'll be here in five minutes. <laughs> right? <laughs> I had one of my clients say during I was doing a Q&A and I forgot the que- I forgot what I was going to say. I'm like, I had a thought. And she was like, oh, you always do that on the podcast. And I laugh every time. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, like, How? I'm like, oh, and there's like a pause. And I'm like, oh, it's gone. Yep. Oh, that wasn't it. <laughs> Apparently, it just wasn't relevant to that particular point. It'll show up when it's ready. Right. Mm-hmm. I always say That's that. Yeah. 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 It does. And it does. It shows up in times when I least expect it. Sometimes four o'clock in the morning, but it shows up. <laughs> <laughs> this is fun, though. It's fun to do this kind of exploration and kind of compare notes, if you will, about how we experience going through this. Because this is an experience. I mean, talk about going mm-hmm. through the journey of life. This is this is a big part of that journey is is learning how I myself adapt to and kind of tag along with and then even start to master the experience that I'm having and how I'm feeling about it and how I'm relating to it and making it mine and the process getting more of it. Mm-hmm. That, that, that it's the difference between it's, it's, it's the Neville Goddard difference. It's the difference between thinking about yourself climbing a ladder versus walking up and putting your hands on the ladder in your mind. And then in your mind, climbing the rungs of the ladder. It's a different experience when you put yourself in the experience rather than kind of looking at it from afar. Mm-hmm. That's a really, really big difference. Um, let's talk about um, the the joys of, <laughs> how do I put it this way? The, the joys of not doing the podcast together, but going off into your separate lives, into your separate coaching practices, your separate programs and so forth, and then taking stuff with you. And the reason I bring that up is I do that all the time here with this podcast. I've often said that, uh, again, Sunny is the one who came up with this. I'm the best coach man in America because I have so many life coaches that I interview. Um, but I end up taking stuff away and, and later on realizing that I'm applying something that came up during a podcast and very often doing it without consciously planning to. And I'm wondering, do you guys experience the same kind of thing when you're doing your podcast and then going away doing your lives? Sometimes. Sometimes Cass and I will talk about something and then throughout talking it about it, it activated, like, I'll go and tell my partner, like, hey, we talked about this. And I realized, like, this is happening in our lives like this, or blah, blah, blah. like, I'll kind of have that kind of conversation um, once in a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, Cass? Um, I, you know, I think the biggest thing, I'm a, I'm a scientist at heart, but I never wanted to do, like, I didn't want to keep track of everything. Like, I just want to observe <laughs> and write, like... <laughs> I don't want to go through the method. I just want to say, like, I want to see what happens, you know? And so very much, I think it's, it's fun to have it because it's, it's for me, it's a, like, I get to observe someone else going through and get all the details. I mean, I have my clients, we see that, but when I see things with that happened to me last week, you know, like that's what I was thinking and this is what was happening. And, and so things like that, I think, um, for me, it just solidifies or Jenny's like, um, if things go, if they also happen to her sort of in the process, because we have such different processes, I, those are the times when I'm like, cause she's like my, um, 
like baseline. Like I have my experience, but she's also a baseline because I know how committed I know what she does, the work and she does the like her work looks different, even though it's the same. And so when she gets to a certain point and things happen and we've both had that experience mm-hmm. separately, then I start to see like, this is a thing that happens. This might be more common. This is like a common step in the growth journey. So for me, having that person that I fully trust is always doing the work um, is helpful in that way, in the scientific way for me to to study us both, <laughs> whether Sheena she's being studied or not. But used <laughs> <laughs> to me, <laughs> you know. I mean, I will always say like, "Oh, that happens to me, right?" And like, yeah. not studying in this way, but like, oh, like I'm wondering, was I a one off? Is this what just happens to me? Yes, that does. Is this happen a little a lot. more common? You know, mm-hmm. and I'll say, "Oh, yeah, that that happened to me after this happened or after I grew this way or after I experienced this. Yeah. We can start to put together different patterns Mm -hmm. in sharing our own experiences. That's really cool. Yeah. What what you guys are doing is you're actually pointing out to me that there's a flip side to the thing I was talking about earlier. I was talking about externalizing and externalizing blame and it's fault and you know, this, well, we can also externalize really cool information. And that's what you yeah. guys are talking about. You know, oh yeah, I'm learning something from what my partner or my friend or my colleague or my co-host does yeah. and what they, what they told me about what's going on in their lives. And that's huge. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. the kind of stories that, that inspire us. Those are the yeah. kinds of stories that, that make us feel like, yeah, this really is worth pursuing. It's but really cool to kind of see that too. Cause Cass and I both lead groups of women that work together. And when you can, you've seen the evolution of the individuals in the group and then you can pull out a story hey remember when this person went through that and then that's what happened and hey that's where you are right now you're at this part and then there's an immediate almost an immediate (laughs) buy-in on their their side because they're like okay i trust it because i literally observed it happen in someone else which i Mm -hmm. think is awesome and i didn't quite realize as, as such a powerful part of having people do the work in a group that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Well, as usual, we have flown through an hour, but we can't complete things here before we do the, the finishing touches, which include tell people how to find out Manifested Now, how to you know subscribe to the podcast, how to find Jenny Gain, how to find Cassie Park. So fill in the blanks for everybody here. Go, Cass. Uh, Manifest It Now, um, your favorite podcast app. Just search Manifest It Now. You'll see a picture of Jenny and I. Um, subscribe. You have lots of time to come, uh, complete the episodes, the 300 or so episodes before new ones come out in January. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and you can find me at CassieParks.com, C-A-S-S-I-E-P-A-R-K-S.com. And you can find me at JinnyGain.com, G-I-N-N-Y-G-A-N-E. That just makes it so simple. Use your names. I love that. Super simple. <laughs> Here I am making things. I've been talking the last few days about, well, LOA today. I mean, I want to get it beyond law of attraction. What else can I make it? Like, you know, lots of attraction, lots and lots of abundance, lives of abundance. Oh. I've been playing it all out. You know, you guys have, you know, it's just names. It's just simple. Come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but I know I can speak for Anne-Marie on this. We have loved this. This has been so much fun. Oh, absolutely. So right. much fun. Just wonderful listening to you. And it's nice to see different views. But like I said, there's no wrong way if it works for you. And, yeah, you can definitely see that. It's been so much fun. Thank you guys so much. It's been a joy to be on here. It's fun for us, too, to get to come on together and laugh and share. Yes, thank you.
Yeah, well, we had to give you that opportunity. You do it on your show. Why not take take it on the road? So welcome yeah. to the road. We love it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Good stuff. All right, guys. Well, thank you very much. Thank you to all the people who are – we actually had people in the live stream. I didn't reference them, but uh, thanks, guys, for your commentary. And thank you to our podcast listeners everywhere. We will see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.